Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And like we've normally said in the past, if you're listening to this 10 years in the future, the episode is right up after the previous episode. Oh, yeah. But but if you're listening to us as we record this here in 2019, week to week, it's been a little while. Sorry about that. When we last met with you, we were in Manhattan. Yeah. With our favorite Slytherin, Kelly, and our favorite, other favorite Hufflepuff, Posh. (laughs) And we had a lot of fun. It was was a a really good episode. A lot of downloads. I think a lot of people liked uh, having Kelly and Posh on the episode. Mm -hmm. A lot of the listeners. appreciated the uh the panting the the panting that kelly did and the (laughs) and the great opinions that posh gave yes i think you have that backwards no i think i got it i think i nailed it i got it right okay however when we were in new york um i got the flu like the literal not not like some people say like oh i got the stomach bug i got the stomach flu no i got the actual tested tested positive for type a flu (laughs) And uh, it's been a little while. I'm I'm still not doing great. You I'm probably still hear coughing. my you probably hear my voice. Still not doing great. And that was several weeks ago. Yeah. Three or four weeks ago. Flu's no joke. That's why you get your flu shot. I did get my flu shot. Oh, you did. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. I think it's just uh, it's propaganda by uh, big pharma. Yeah. Trying to get you to inject this uh, virus in your body. It's really like nanobytes to track you and, you know, uh, transmit your location back to the government or something somebody, like that. Somebody out sh- there is going to think you're serious. Because it sure doesn't help with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> it does sometimes. No. That's what they say. No. That's not. That's. We'll have an intern look that up. But Maybe you got a bad, a faulty flu shot because I got a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And I did not get the flu. Right. I was on the same trip as you and also with you. While you had said flu. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe I got a better shot than you got? Maybe. Did you get, what What kind of, did you have like a brand name flu shot or? I don't know. Maybe I got like the, the, the off-brand one, like the Sam's Club, <laughs> Costco one. Costco. Like they buy them in like, like 50 at a time, so like they're not that great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I, it was bad. I was, I was, it was really bad. Went to work, though. Yep, went to work. Got as many kids sick as I could. <laughs> oh, no. So we're back. I'm I'm happy to be back on this journey. I will try not to cough into the microphone quite a bit. But you've, I mean, you had to cough for like six months that one time. Last summer, yeah. We were, yeah, we were down for a long time last summer. But we're going to, we're going to trudge through it and you're going to 
take uh, the lead on this episode. Yes. And I have only about half a page of notes here. Wow. And it was a long chapter. It was a very long chapter. It we was, got a good chunk of it. It was 89 pages. It was not 89 pages. <laughs> okay, it was 62 pages. No, no, still, still not that much. It was 61 pages. No. <laughs> it was long. Lower. It was a long chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't, we'll have an intern look up how long it was. We got an intern Kelly. going around here. Kelly's in Manhattan. Oh. Probably with the flu <laughs> that I left in her apartment. Sorry, Kelly. Yeah, sorry about that. Maybe if, she got a good flu shot, too. I don't know. I or hope Posh she... got... As long as Posh doesn't get sick. Yeah. We're all I, good. I would, I would feel real bad if, if I got Posh sick. Because we, we kissed a lot. <laughs> there was a lot it's, of... It's on video, There actually. was a lot of exchange of, of saliva between Posh and, and myself. Mostly Ew. on... Maybe she gave you the flu. Mostly on her end, to me. <laughs> But uh, there was there was quite a bit of I I believe I kissed her more that that weekend than I did you and then maybe that's why you didn't get the flu yeah, I didn't get the flu which is good because I didn't kiss you after the dog did <laughs> so chapter four which we did last time yes the main thing that came out of that and I'm kind of I didn't write write it down I'm kind of just going by memory mm-hmm. here and it was uh, three years ago that we recorded so it's been it was a while not, don't believe him okay i'm exaggerating a little you bit you already today. said it was like a month a couple, you said it was a few <laughs> weeks ago the legend grows as the podcast goes along uh-huh. but basically we've got all the weasleys and harry and hermione all at diagon alley kind of staying the night there and then we're going to get up and have the big caravan to king's cross the next day and Harry kind of overhears why the reason why Arthur and Molly are acting so strange around him. Everybody. The fudge is acting strange, too. You say I'm... the fudge? The, the fudge? <laughs> why is it, fudge? Is, is, that, is that what we're calling him? No. The fudge? No. I thought you said the fuzz at no. first, like the coppers, like the police. Ah, here comes the fuzz. He is, Cornelius Fudge is heretofore to be known as The Fudge on this podcast. And there will be The Fudge t-shirts coming soon. Oh, oh. Uh, since I got a cricket machine for Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, The Fudge is acting weird around him. And we find out why. Because this mysterious, serious black, who's one, the only person ever to escape from Azkaban. Yes. I had to think, what's the name of the prison called? Hold on, let me look at the cover of the book. <laughs> it's right there. It is. It's right there on the on the cover of the book. It seems that Sirius Black is coming after Harry. Yeah. And ha- Harry finds this out kind of by happenstance, by overhearing That's where everybody gets their good information. Yeah. Overhearing other people talk. Exactly. It's like the custodians at my school. Uh Uh-huh. They know everything. They know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because... I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I think it's because, like, people kind of, like, unfairly dismiss them when they're in the room. Oh, they're just a custodian. No, guy. (laughs) They... (laughs) They know what's going on. They do. They... You know, you dismiss them at your own peril. Because it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. Well, it's like in the movies. They always talk about the servants know everything. Mm-hmm. Because people talk in front of them like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't they exist, mean to folks. say that the custodians are the servants. But it's the same mentality right. that people are like. Although I do have to say, it's a very strange thing. We have 
a third grader at our school that knows everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. He came to me while I was subbing in another room to let me know that this student who was actually in so-and-so's, who's normally in my class that I was subbing for, but was currently in a different teacher's class, was in the bathroom doing something he wasn't supposed to. I was like, go to class. Why are you here? (laughs) I'm just just letting you know. I'm just letting you know this is what's going on. I'm about to go to class. I'm just letting you know. He knew what the classroom the fifth grader Mm -hmm. was in. And how he wasn't in that classroom currently because I was in there. He was in a different room. Right. Just craziness. Uh, currently have a, a dog that's kind of uh, on low key chewing on the corner of a pillow. About to get squirted with some water. <laughs> or the threat of getting squirted with some water. You just I just shake, shake it Shake the bottle. Yep. Got it. Just shake shake it at him. We're not evil people because we, we don't just spray the dogs. With, I said I, I did say I was going to hide water guns like all over this place, like Dwight Schrute from the office. You said like super soaker water yeah. cannon. When I have one like taped not to the little squirt gun. taped to the bottom of this table that I can just pull out whenever I need to when a dog's chewing on something they're not supposed to. But back to the point that Harry finds out at the end of the chapter because this is a Harry Potter podcast. We haven't gotten much Harry this, Potter despite in. The, despite the fact that we don't talk about Harry Potter, this is a Harry Potter podcast. Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Woo! Brought to you by our friends at Smart Water, apparently, today. We're sponsoring yeah. the show. I just refilled it from the tap. With tap brought to you by Tap Water. <laughs> brought to you by Tap Water. Brought to you by Missouri American Water. Woo! Clean water since... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they've been around that long. It's normally new? pretty clean, though. Yeah. We don't have that, like, shout out to our friends in Flint, Michigan. We're still Ooh. struggling with clean water. Ooh. We yeah. think it's clean water, but really, you know, we've got the Coldwater Creek mm-hmm. radioactiveness over there. It's That's clean, though. It just causes uh, diseases and diseases. things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's clean. It's just... Later on down the line. So Harry knows Harry knows what's going on. Yes. Now is the point. And Chapter 5, we start off, off to Hogwarts, right, and the Secret Service detail <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and take it from there i didn't see it where they said they were wearing like dark sunglasses or anything but oh, they were. i pictured them they, wearing yeah. dark so sunglasses. did i i picture them like the men in black <laughs> all right yes yeah, so this chapter five opens up with us with the kids and everybody getting ready to go like you said and the car was cars the ministry of magic cars came to pick them up easy for you to say yeah um I thought it was interesting, too, the whole time that they're going to get on the Hogwarts Express. Harry's, like, the first one that gets shoved into the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Weasley's, like, sticking close to him. He even said that before Mr. Weasley put him in the car, he kind of looked up and down the, the, street the street to make sure it was all clear. And then when they get to King's Cross, okay, uh, there's a lot of us, so we should probably go in pairs. Yeah. Harry, you're with me. Yeah, and let's we're going to We're going to go in first. And... <laughs> Arthur's not being very uh, subtle. <laughs> He's assuming that Harry doesn't know. Yeah. But Harry, this is, this just uh, makes his makes his thoughts more concrete about what he heard last night. Yeah. So. Um, I did make a special note though because in the text it says the pla- uh, the barrier for platform nine and three quarters is metal. Is metal? You caught that too. I did too. I mean, in the- I said, did they go through a different? <laughs> platform <laughs> this is the back entrance is everything so. i know a lie <laughs> yeah i think everything we know is a lie um yeah so it's metal and it'd be interesting to know like if you went to king's cross 
And I know that there are pictures of people there doing and running there's like into a car, walls. There's like a half to <laughs> passed out because they <laughs> ran into a wall at full speed. I like oh we got noticed. another one. <laughs> I've never noticed if it was really brick, but it, and in the movies at mm-hmm. Universal Studios mm-hmm. and every depiction I've ever seen, it's been brick. But right here, it very clearly says metal. Well, everything we know is a lie. Yeah, I, I think the brick is more appealing looking mm-hmm. okay anyway so they go through the 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 barrier and they're loading up all their stuff and mr weasley pulls harry aside to have the manly conversation yeah, come to and Jesus, break the maybe. news yeah and harry's just like mr weasley's all stressed and harry's uh, just like it's all right all right i'm good with it it's good i don't care have a nice like what if i told you nice mr weasley that <laughs> The evil Dark Lord tries to kill me every year I've been at Hogwarts. So this is really like is we're going par, back down to the minor leagues this here. Just, this is just par for the course. This isn't even the Dark Lord. Yeah. This is his minion. Some guy. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. He's the only one who's ever broken out of Azkaban. But come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. The the thing that that stood out to me, and you probably. And I, I know, having seen the movies, I know a little bit about the the context of this. But I'm sure I'll learn, you know, a deeper meaning of it when I when we get to it in the books. But when Arthur says, promise you won't go looking for Sirius, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what you hear. And Harry's like, why would I go looking for somebody that's trying to kill me? What do you mean, you know, what... What what could somebody tell me that would make me go looking for him? He's your father! <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, First could, time readers, be, no, no, he he's be. not. He could be, though. No. You never know, like Darth Vader. Oh, spoilers, no. I'm sorry. Oh, movie now came you're out, spoiling everything. The movie came out like 40 years ago. So, so there's some people who got on, on the new ones, and now they're looking, reading, watching the old ones for so the first time. So I, I kind of... I mean, I do know. Yeah, you remember. I do remember. I remember. Remember? Good. But I'm I'm sure there's... I, I know there's the basics of that context there without, you know, giving anything away here. Because I'm sure there's there are people... I've got emails of people that are reading the books for the first time mm-hmm. along with us. Well, they, they probably is, already read this part then because yeah, we're a little late. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry. They're like, we're going to... I got to wait a month to read the next <laughs> chapter? Forget that. They're already on Deathly Hollows. Ooh. We'll catch up with you in about three years. Yeah. Maybe. But that, that I thought that, that part really stood out to me. That promise you won't go looking for him no matter what you hear. So I'm sure that there's more info on that coming. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little, nice little seed. Little seed to plant there. there. Um, so they get on the train. It's our, Well, the train is practically pulling away mm-hmm. by the time... Harry gets away from Mr. Weasley, and they have to go all the way to the last compartment to find an empty compartment, and it's still not empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a grown man in there. <laughs> and which the kids are a little <laughs> alarmed by, because they're, they've never seen an adult on the train before. It's always just kids. What if it was just... Why would we have adults on a train full of children? Do you think a uh, an intoxicated man at King's Cross ever just, like, stumbled through that, like... <laughs> metal wall and just like ah this is my train yeah i'm gonna no, get on this train, get on this, train. <laughs> this is mine you don't think that's ever happened um are probably you, but you know what you got to be magic to go through there or i bet can you just like 
Oh, trip! I tripped and fell. Or I dropped my keys and my keys disappeared into this wall. <laughs> Maybe. That could happen. Well, if they were drunk, though, they probably would not think that it went through the wall. They just lost drunk it. Pe- drunk people do think that alcohol is magic. <laughs> <laughs> it is magic! I'm flying! This is amazing! This is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, they have this grown man in their compartment with them and Hermione of course knows everything but she's also just very observant she knows reads his luggage and sees that it's Professor Lupin he's like who is this old guy she goes that's Professor R.J. Lupin how did you know that (laughs) oh my goodness says it right there Oh. oh so sometimes it's not about being the smartest person in the room it's just about paying attention yeah which is usually what I do. I'm rarely the smartest person in the room. But I'm pretty good at uh, paying attention to things. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were at the airport recently and I was going, when we were going to from New York, I was like, I'm watching the people in front of us to, to see who does it right and note and then what they do wrong and get corrected. So I don't do those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, they want us to put their luggage over there and then put it over here and then, okay. Mm-hmm. I know if you pay attention... Yeah, you won't You'll get... You'll look like you know what you're doing. You won't get yelled at by security officers. Yes. <laughs> it's very worthwhile to pay attention. They were very friendly to us because we follow the rules. Yes. They were not so friendly to other people. <laughs> Although I did get yelled at once because I... The lady in front of me uh, had so much stuff that it knocked my shoes onto the ground. Oh, yeah. And, and I went on the other side <gasps> of the thing. You can't go on the other sir, side. Sir! Sir! <laughs> Sir, I was like, dude, this lady knocked my shoes off. I guess no shoes for me no the shoes rest for of the you. trip. Nope, nope. My favorite was still when we were in uh, Orlando when we went to see Harry Potter World, and the lady tried to put her dog through the X-ray thing. <laughs> <laughs> she put the bag with the dog and was just gonna send it through the X-ray machine. Dog was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was the guy. He was like, no, lady, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't ask for the dog. <laughs> Take him out of there. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's probably not, like, safe to not have any kind of, uh, you know, normally they put, like, one of those, like, uh, lead blankets over you or something. Yeah. Like when you, when At least you... your, your important stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Now she's just going to send that dog send through. Right on through. Anyway, so we're really having struggling to keep on topic here. Well, we got a, a compartment with a, with a guy in it. <laughs> So the kids just are like, okay, well, if he's a professor, he's legit. No mm-hmm. big deal. They pile in, and Harry just, like, explains every all these secret things that mm-hmm. are going on. Like, how do you know the guy's really asleep? Mm-hmm. Just kind of wondering. If, if I was an adult on a train full of kids, yeah, I'd, I'd have my headphones in, and I'd be pretending to be asleep, too. Like, just don't, don't bug me. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. And when we, Lupin didn't have headphones in, so he could have very well overheard everything they were talking about. Although I'm assuming he didn't. He was actually asleep. Yeah. But I just thought it was rather careless of them to just... Harry was... Harry needed to get it out. He felt like he, he did. was like... He'd been trying. Yeah. He he really... This That's his... This is his comfort zone. This is a safe place with the trio there. And he really felt like he needed to, to get that information out. And then, of course... Once he does that, the other trio shows up. Draco, Crab, and Goyle. Well, the sneakoscope goes off first. That was I was they they talk about that sneakoscope for like a page and a half. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, just put it in a sock and put it back in the in the yeah, briefcase. It must not be working properly because because it was going off when Ron was tying it to his owl's leg and. And what's the purpose of the sneakoscope again? Uh, when somebody untrustworthy is around, I thought. Hmm. So yeah, then Malfoy shows up, but he doesn't get to do very much because. Because there's a professor there. There's a professor right there. What what were you saying, Malfoy? And they back off. See, that's the thing about, I mean, uh, Malfoy's um, attitude toward Lupin kind of changes, like, real quick in the chapter. Because Malfoy, oh, it's a professor, I better back off. But then when he sees him at Hogwarts and he sees, like, the ratty robes and stuff like that, Malfoy immediately downgrades Lupin to somebody that I don't have to respect, somebody that I don't have to, you know, and he kind of does a little, little snotty back talk to him later on in the chapter. It just, just goes to show you that he just, you know, 90, 99% of his judgment is just based on wealth and presentation and, and stuff like that. So it's that's just Malfoy in a nutshell. Yeah. He needs to be set straight. Um, so then something strange happens. The train stops and all the lights go out. You must be riding Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, sorry, we uh, have a uh, an obstruction on the uh, on the track. Um, oh no, it's it's, it's always oh, track. sorry, uh, we have an, uh, an obstruction on the tracks. Um, there's a. Uh, going to be about a couple hours uh, we've never we, waited a couple hours <laughs> uh, the tur- hour. turns out uh, we don't know how to run train schedules so we have two trains uh, on the same track at the same time uh, we're just going to be here for a little while we uh, apologize for the inconvenience and uh, thank you for riding Amtrak <laughs> the show is not sponsored by Amtrak no it is not I love taking the train. Well, we're taking it again in a couple months, so get ready to be delayed. <laughs> you know I have a book. I'm always ready to I think to that's be Amtrak's logo now. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> so, I thought it was really funny that in the darkness, Neville shows up. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Just, where, where was Neville? Why was he just wandering around and decided to dive into the first compartment he the could? The first dark car he could find. Or and did he know that? Ron and Harry and Hermione were in there, and he figured that was the safest place Everybody to be. Everybody showed up. No. You, don't, you don't go to where Harry is, because that's where trouble goes. Why would you go to where Harry I'll is? I'll tell you what. If all the lights went out on our train, mm-hmm. I would immediately leave my compartment where I couldn't see and go into another compartment where I couldn't see. Yes. That would but be my first instinct. Why? Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. No. Why would you? What, uh-huh. what benefit with this? Totally. Okay. Um, uh, so Neville was there. Jenny. But Jenny's uh, going to have a very big brother. That I can kind of understand. Ex- Archie and Betty and Veronica. They were not and Jughead. There. What were you reading? Were there? Everybody was there. Daenerys, <laughs> Jon Snow. <laughs> no, you're, you're confused. Everybody things. was in this. There's no trains in Westeros. Oh. No. All these. They have boats. So many people are in no this trains. little. And they're sitting on each other. And yeah. the cat gets sat on. And it just yeah. turned into like a Keystone Cops like comedy skit. Like, 
don't sit there. Sit here. No, ouch, ouch, ouch. Yep, it was a lot of shenanigans going on. Yeah, that was great. Um, then finally, <laughs> in the midst of all this, how could you stay asleep? Mm-hmm. Lupin wakes up. Mm-hmm. And he puts some little fire in his hands. Yeah, he's got fire hands. Fire hands. And at least it lights up a little bit. He's immediately, when he put fire in his hands, he immediately became the most competent wizard who is taught defense against the dark arts at Hogwarts <laughs> because he could he put fire in his hands without lighting the train on fire yeah this is or anybody else he didn't yeah. burn anybody he he immediately and and what he does later he immediately has and he hadn't even gone to, to the school yet no. he's immediately the most competent defense against the dark arts teacher we've met in these books <laughs> yeah. it was a very low bar to, to step was. over it was but he does it phenomenally the bar was li- literally laying on the ground <laughs> he just he might have dug a hole to put it yeah. in. yeah yeah it's pretty it's been pretty bad they've had not not go- a good run i've mm-hmm. had i've had runs like that at at schools i've taught at where <laughs> no matter <laughs> what principal no matter what teacher i've had nine principals in 16 years <laughs> <laughs> just go through them one i met on a tuesday and he resigned the the next day <laughs> Now, I granted, I did kind of go in like with my chest puffed up and, uh-huh. you know, kind of like laid down the law and let him know like, like how, how we do things here. Uh-huh. But, but I thought it was for his past embezzlement issues. Well, alleged, Jess. Oh, alleged. Alleged, mm-hmm. Jessica. Mm-hmm. Innocent, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? It was on the internet. Uh, well, it must be true then. <laughs> of course. So uh, I think then we get to the namesake of our chapter here, don't we? Finally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Dementor shows up. Yes, a creepy cloaked figure. Can't really see anything of it. Mm-hmm. Can't really see its face. Harry does catch a glimpse of its like bony, shriveled yeah. hand. And it, this is one of the cases where I'm glad that I saw the movies before I read the books because I got a really good idea. Of what it is. Right, that it's not like a person really wearing like a not like a, a yeah, they just an emperor a palpatine kind of guy and yeah that implies that's more of a like a cloaked person right. cloaked figure yeah. right but it's it's almost like a like a ghostly you know uh kind of mysterious yeah, dark ghost yeah, looking demon looking figure thing. so this was one where i was glad that i had a uh a, a, previous. a previous you know something to draw off of to kind of you know get get the picture in my head, so I wanted to ask you about when the Dementor comes in. The they said the room immediately got like super cold, mm-hmm. and we know that the Dementors are the the guards at Azkaban, and they're out looking for Sirius, Sirius. Black, right? Yeah. But Harry is m- way more affected by the presence of the. Dementor than the rest of the crew is, as we'll find out, I'm sure, in a couple minutes when you describe it. But what did he do to Harry that was made it so much worse than what the others were feeling? Well, I... Okay, people, hardcore fans may be a little mad, but I felt when I reread this that there was a little... It was a little inconsistent with what we know later on in the mm-hmm. books and how the Dementors act later on in the books and mm-hmm. how they affect people. So I feel like this first time, I don't know, I think it felt like she changed it mm-hmm. later. 
And the the movie depicts it a little differently. Mm-hmm. He actually that's like, what that's what I like turned to Harry from. and yeah. kind of did his attack mm-hmm. where he was drawing energy from Harry, yeah, like sucking his soul out. Yeah, <laughs> where this just kind of made it sound like he was just in the room mm-hmm. and Harry had a. They said yeah, Harry he had like, like a, had a fit, he anaphylactic out, shock or something like fell, that. He went rigid. Fell off his seat and then, like, was twitching on the floor, like, almost like a seizure. And that's not really the way it's described later on. Mm -hmm. So I was a little confused when I read it. Exactly. Um, It did say that when you were in Harry's point of view that it was, um, everything went black. He felt like his eyes rolled up in his head. Everything went black. And then he could, he saw, like, a misty darkness and he could hear screaming and hear screaming mm-hmm. um i think in the movie he even sees more in his little vision but because i was waiting for that for some more things to show up but in this in the book he actually just only hears the screaming how did the dementor de- affect archie uh he didn't not at all because archie was because archie's cool yeah archie, archie wasn't was, there archie, archie was was cool calm and collected but butthead passed out. <laughs> it's not butthead. <laughs> I always ask Jessica, I said, who's your favorite member of the Archie gang? Because I know she hates Archie. So I just to, of course. And he just likes to torture me. Uh, to torture her, I say, who's your favorite member of the Archie gang? And she legitimately, one time, said, I don't know, butthead. <laughs> it's Jughead, but. I know uh, it's it, Jughead. It, you didn't at the time. I did. You didn't I at the time. I was trying to be funny. No, you didn't. You said Butthead no. because you didn't know. No, I know it's Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> no, it's Beavis and Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, that's why I was asking about the Dementor, how it affected Harry compared to how it affected uh, the other ones. And then when Harry comes to, the crew kind of fills him in on all the shenanigans that happened yeah. While he was out, right? So Lupin just kind of stepped forward and was like, none of us are serious, Black. He's not here. Go None of away. us are hiding him in our cloaks. <laughs> serious away. Black is a tiny gentleman. Yes. <laughs> he is roughly, <laughs> he's roughly three inches tall. And he hides in your pocket. He does. <laughs> um, like a boat, boat truffle? Boat truffle? Yeah. Is it one of those? Boat truffle. Yeah. Um, but he's, the Dementor still doesn't leave, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember if it was Ron or Hermione was explaining, the Lupin whispered something or mumbled something, mm-hmm. and Silverlight shot out of his wand and chased the Dementor. Yeah, so Lupin had to kind of get a little aggressive to, mm-hmm. I mean, the these Dementors were kind of being jerks here. Yeah, well, I think that, that they kind of are. Like, Yeah, they, I, they don't are. strike me as somebody like you'd invite over for, like, barbecue or something no like hey i'm steve i'm a dementor <laughs> <laughs> like the worst uh stormtrooper yeah videos. all right so then lupin passes out chocolate to everybody of giving course. harry the biggest piece because chocolate always helps chocolate always helps now and if it doesn't caramel does but as long as it's not Dark chocolate, because dark chocolate is the worst. Dark chocolate is the best. Okay. Uh, I like dark chocolate. Let's talk about this, because you're wrong, because dark chocolate is bitter, and mm-hmm. that just means that just means that your soul is bitter. No, that's people who drink coffee black. What about Sirius Black? Do you think he takes his coffee black? Probably. You think he likes dark chocolate? Yeah. Because his last name's Black? Yep. Okay. 
I like him a lot less now. <laughs> All right. He's already he's already a maniac, <laughs> murderer, and now, and now he, he likes and coffee, and, he likes dark coffee and dark dark chocolate. Uh, but yeah, apparently, you know, Lupin. Like I said, another positive check mark for this guy. Dude's got chocolate on him. Got chocolate on him all the time, and apparently. he'll share it with you. Yeah, not stingy. Gave Harry a big piece. We, I've known him for, you know, at this point, half a chapter, and he's great. He's great. Yeah. Um, but then he takes off to go talk to the train driver mm-hmm. to do something. He just leaves. But he comes back shortly later. They still haven't eaten their chocolate. And he's like, I didn't poison it. You can eat the chocolate. I'll bet Ron ate his chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say specifically. I'll bet he did. But Harry then does eat his and he was like, oh. Ron probably ate his and goes, I "I didn't get a piece of chocolate. (laughs) Oh, here you go, young man. Here's 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 another piece. piece. Thank you. So then uh, they says about 10 minutes later, they, they are at Hogwarts. And they unload from the train in, like, this mass. Why didn't you think they didn't eat the chocolate? I think they were just too distracted because they were talking. They had to fill Harry in. I mean, I don't care how distracted I am. If somebody says, hey, man, here's a piece of chocolate, I go right on. (laughs) Just eat it right away. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm at a funeral. They're like, chocolate? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'll help. It will. I I was wondering if, because... They know that he's going to be the defense against the dark arts teacher mm-hmm. because that's the only opening that we know about yeah. at the time. Do you think their past experiences with defense <laughs> against the dark arts teachers had made them had a little leery to... about accepting uh, opened food from Well, from he them. had the package. He opened it. He could have enchanted it, to... it with the dark lord. <laughs> and then the dark lord is inside your body. Oh, no. Living, living off you I like a parasite. Think, I don't think you can put dark er, put dark enchantments on chocolate. It's too. You can't on dark great. chocolate. No, that's why it's called dark chocolate, Jessica. That's why it's the worst because it's evil. It's not. It's, it's good. Evil. Milk chocolate's not the best. Not like super dark. Like I've gotten like the really dark chocolate. Yeah, that's the, chocolate. that stuff's not good. That's like what Voldemort eats. But like. <laughs> Dark chocolate Milky Way, and he dark chocolate blood. Reese's. Those are good. No, Jessica, they're not. They're Daniel. they're fine if you're in a pinch. For example, if a Dementor sucks your soul out and you need a quick little pick-me-up, you can have a dark chocolate Reese's. However, if you go into the store with the direct purpose of purchasing dark chocolate over milk chocolate, that makes you a piece of garbage. No. And you've done it before. For you? Yes. Not for me. Well, you've done it. And I and when I go up to the counter, I go, this is not for me. I'll have it known. I'm buying <laughs> this for my wife. Let it be noted. <laughs> Let the record stay, sir. So they get off the train. And Hagrid's there, and he's calling all the first years over to him. Because, you know, the, I thought about this for a second. I was like, wait a minute. We didn't get this in the last book. Because we didn't arrive at Hogwarts. Yeah, in we showed up in a chitty manner. chitty bang bang and crashed into a tree. But all the first years go with Hagrid and go on a boat across the, the lake to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. and all of the rest of the students take stagecoaches 
up to the castle. Why do you think that is, because they kind of mentioned that that's like the ceremonial thing for first years to Mm -hmm. take the boat ride. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe she thought it was a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And then later was like, eh, I don't want to do the boats anymore. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And just said, okay, well, boats are for first years and. Everybody else goes this way with mm-hmm. stagecoaches. Like, I got another cool way to, I got to get there. Way. I got another yeah. cool way to get there. But it is a cool picture coming across the lake, getting to see all of Hogwarts mm-hmm. up on the cliff. Yeah, it is really neat. I'm just wondering why they don't all take boats or why they don't but all take... But it also might make it simpler to split the kids up because the first years go in a different way and they stand in that stairwell and wait for McGonagall to come get them. Or whoever does it that year, mm-hmm. Harry and Ron's first year was McGonagall, and then they come in separate. Everybody else was already in the Great Hall, and they come in and stand and wait to be sorted. So it is kind of a, a way to keep them separate from everybody mm-hmm. from the get-go, right off the train, divide them up and keep them separate for the sorting ceremony. Gotcha. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, I, it's kind of a cool, like. Like I said, like a rite of rite of passage. You know, you know, if you're the first year, this is what you do. And then, like when you're in second or third year, you kind of look back and go, "Oh, I remember my first year that boat ride. I was yeah. so nervous." And, and you know, it's kind of kind of cool. Like the freshmen coming into the school go through like their orientation. And the thing that struck me about, uh, and I'm sure you'll get to, you know, the alternate ways that they got to Hogwarts, but there's like Dementors everywhere yeah that's That's creepy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so they got in the stagecoaches and which don't have anything pulling them invisible harry said he assumes it's invisible horses Mm -hmm. and we're gonna find out more about that later later yeah okay um much 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 later next book later gotcha probably um so yeah like you were saying they go through the big Harry Potter, or Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm thinking of Harry They've Potter. They've already world. named it the Harry Potter <laughs> They've game. They've already named it Harry oh, Potter. Oh, Malfoy's not going to like that. <laughs> That's not good. Because of his great acts in his first two years at Hogwarts, being the youngest Quidditch player ever, and defeating the Dark Lord Multiple not once, times. but twice. And, what about when he was a baby? And also clearing the name of one Rubius Hagrid. <laughs> we now christen the gates to Hogwarts, the Harry Potter gates. <laughs> Malfoy's like, I'm done. Take me <laughs> home. I don't want to go here anymore. He's immediately uh, sending an owl to daddy. I need <laughs> more money. Me. We're going to have to buy a better We're gonna gate. We're going to have to name the Quidditch field after us. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to have to be the Malfoy field. Yeah, he'd do that too because you only go in the gate at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's, or a name like the Great Hall. Like yeah. The Great Hall, sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could get like the like when they name the stadiums and stuff like that. There's so much money in the, those like naming rights. That's mm-hmm. why you don't have um, like you don't have like Cardinals Field here in St. Louis because they can't turn down, you know, $25 million a year just to call it Bush Stadium. <laughs> you know, you don't, you just, you, it's hard to turn down. You so I look for the sports uh, are expensive. You can't look for the hallways to be sponsored by Malfoy Enterprises in the near future. But yes, they go through the Harry Potter gate. 
No, the gates to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. which I was going to say are just like the ones we saw in Harry Potter world. It just kind of condensed it all. Mm-hmm. But, um, and like you said, the Dementors are just hanging out at the gate, checking everybody as they go in. Not cool. And, and Harry immediately feels sick again. He has to like lean back in the stagecoach and close his eyes and like breathe through it because... It's kind of he- like if you walked into Six Flags... And there was guys with, like, machine guns <laughs> at the door. Like, riot gear and, like, machine guns. And I'm like, dude, it's Six Flags. <laughs> like, dude, this is a high school. <laughs> it was like that when I went to Mexico. Yeah, it's... It was... Other, we, parts we of went the, to, other parts of the world are different. Yeah, we went to the bank to exchange some money. Mm-hmm. And the he ain't guy, robbing this bank. The guy with the machine gun opened the door for me. I was like, oh. What a nice guy. Yeah, you like, think Hi. the Dementors are opening the doors no, for people? No, they most certainly are not. They're like, oh, hey, take- I'm Steve. I'm new here. <laughs> you go I'll by them. Suck a little bit of your soul out yep. when you come in. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming to Hogwarts. Make sure to visit the uh, Great Hall, sponsored by Malfoy Enterprises. <laughs> so this part where they're coming in, they're, they're getting out of the stagecoaches. They're going up to the the doors of Hogwarts. I was a little sad because apparently Neville went and like, I'm sure he was just like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what happened. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kind of felt like he was Harry Potter passed out. Snitching to yeah, Malfoy. To every, well, I figured it was to everybody, but Malfoy overheard. Um, so yeah, so Malfoy starts in on Harry about, mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard you passed out, Potter. Can't handle the Dementors, yeah. big tough Harry Potter, with a gate named after. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Lupin comes to the rescue again, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is, is there a problem here, gentlemen?" Yeah. And that's where Malfoy kind of sees, "Oh, oh. you're a professor, but look at you. <laughs> no problem here, except for your robe." <laughs> yeah. He didn't say that, but he insinuated. He did. That he basically for... insinuated that, all right, I'll leave because you are a professor, but I don't respect you. And I don't, and you haven't shown me anything that shows me I need to respect you. Obviously, he didn't see the fire the in his Fire, hand. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fire in his loins. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. What? Where did we just go? Um, so they go in, and McGonagall's there, and she pulls Harry and Hermione. And I kind of was like, wait, what? What's happening now? Ron's like, what about me? You don't... Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're a so package. Go on, Mr. Weasley. I don't want you right now. Yeah. She takes Ron and Hermione. Uh, they, like, go all the way up the stairs. It's like, yeah, we just need salt and, and pepper. We don't need Spinderella. Aw. <laughs> and they go all the way to her office. And uh, Madame Pomfrey's there to, like, oh, Harry, Harry. Oh, oh. And he's like, Do- I'm they're fine. doting I'm over fine. him. Yeah. yeah. He gets really kind of agitated, and I, I didn't, I didn't remember her first name was Poppy. I didn't remember that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I was like, no, you're saying Pomfrey wrong. Yeah. <laughs> She's like Poppy. Poppy. Like from the Trolls movie. Mm-hmm. And Nightwing's sister. Oh, night. Our our dog Nightwing has a sister named Poppy. Poppy. That's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to remember to text Diane and let her know her dog is also named after. So Harry Potter character. Harry says he's fine. Is he really fine, or is he just not wanting to look weak? He because... doesn't want to look. I mean, he's he's out of 
the critical area. He's mm-hmm. he's well, better. he had chocolate. He had chocolate. And, he's and, and, but and Bob, he's not Poppy was Poppy was even like, oh man, he gave you chocolate. Finally, we got a defense against the dark arts teacher that knows their, their remedies. <laughs> yep, she's already sold. Thank on God he had chocolate Lupin. on him. Bet he always has chocolate because he seems like a smart man. Yes, he is. Um, so yeah. he's not. He's just not wanting to. Cause he knows if he spends the night in the hospital, hospital wing, wing, he'll really be. Then ridiculed. Neville's gonna tell everybody. <laughs> Neville. Come on. Um, yeah, so he he's not 100%, but he's definitely better. Yeah. He's just not 100%. So finally, and I thought McGonagall kind of gave in pretty quick. She was mm. like, okay, well, if you're fine, then go. Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to Hermione. And after a few minutes, then Hermione joins them, and they all go down to the... Now, to Hermione the came out, like, with a big smile on her face. They said they were talking about her course selection. Yes. But we don't find out what she actually hears. Yeah. Does she hear that like, oh, I get to take all the classes I want to. Oh, I get to be like a quadruple major. I get. I don't think they do quadruple majors in their third year. Um, if but... anybody could do it. <laughs> yeah. It's Hermione. Hermione. Um, yeah, they, they get to take some extra classes this year. Yes. Remember they were picking last year what they wanted to take as their extra ones. Yeah, and she and Ron, took everything. Ron and Harry just kind of closed their eyes and pointed. Right. As long as they picked the the same same ones, then they were happy. And And she's like, "Well, I'm taking everything." everything. So, yeah. So she got that approved, I guess. Something like that. Okay. Um. So they go down to the Great Hall, and oh, they already missed the sorting ceremony because you know, come on, this chapter was long enough. We Mm -hmm. didn't need to sit through that too. Let's just sort (laughs) rando number eight. Yeah. People we don't care about. Let's go. Let's move on. Um. So Dumbledore has his. Beginning of the year speech. Mm-hmm. His beginning of the year gloomy directions for <laughs> every year. It's like I want to welcome everyone back to Hogwarts and be sure that you do not go onto the third floor, second deck, because you will die. I hope you enjoy the feast. <laughs> and then the second year was like, welcome back to Hogwarts. We are excited for another great year. Just to let you know, the Forbidden Forest is called that for a reason. If you go there, you will experience certain death. Unless you're going for detention, then it's (laughs) maybe fine. You go out there, maybe possible death. Pick up some trash, (laughs) plant some flowers, and this this time it's all about uh, welcome back. Do not look at the Dementors. Do not Go touch near them. them. Do, do not, not do anything. Do not try to sneak past them. Do not try to plead with them. They will not listen. Unless you want your soul removed. Uh-huh. He was very gloomy about... He's obviously not happy about it. No, no one would be. And he's obviously very trying to be very particular with these... Especially with some of these... Uh, tricksters that we have, especially in Gryffindor House. Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't do anything like that with these guys. They they're not going to be like McGonagall and you know offer you cookies and all, yeah, and so tell you everything's going to be okay, you know, and buy you a new broom. Yeah. They're not going to do that. They're gonna they're gonna suck your soul out, and they they don't play around. No. So that was his big gloomy. Uh, uh, but we did have some good news. Good news. Uh, stuff. 
Well, one we already knew mm-hmm. that Lupin was the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, he got a, a couple claps, but mainly from the people who he um, they saw who saw him in action on the train. Yes, yeah. And then the other big surprise was that the Care of Magical Creatures teacher from last year decided to retire mm-hmm. and enjoy the remaining limbs he had. <laughs> He's in the, vi- the little video game that I play on my phone, mm-hmm. and he's, like, got a claw for a hand, a stub leg, <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> a peg leg, and he's got, a, like, a sash around his eye on his, it's not an eye patch, but it's, like, a, yeah. his whole head is uh-huh. wrapped up so that it covers his eye. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, uh, Hagrid has been named the new Care of Magical Creatures. He's so happy about so it. So happy. And totally made possible with the fact that, you know, he's no longer this, like, ostracized yeah. criminal. Mm-hmm. Alleged criminal. Mm-hmm. Or, no, oh, he was... He got in trouble for it. They just couldn't prove he did it? I, If it wasn't for Dumbledore, you know... He, he would, would have been... He would probably would have... Yeah, and a lot a lot more trouble. Yeah, I mean, he basically got kicked out of school for it. Never got to finish, like, his magical training. Mm-hmm. He um, never could... He was always could, in, like, a constant probation, I feel like. Yeah, never could become a... You know, never could um, attain the level of professor, even though, I mean, who better to teach about caring for magical creatures than, well, than Hagrid? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, just because he gets them by nefarious means. <laughs> it doesn't take care of, I mean, he takes care of them very well, but not... In a way that they should be taken care of. Oh, come on. That's not he true. He had a dragon in his hut. And it didn't burn it down. That's pretty good. <sighs> if you, if, if you, you, to have a dragon in your hut and it doesn't just destroy everything, uh-huh. that's not, that's it's pretty good. It destroys a lot of things. His hut's still there, ain't it? Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, just saying. All right. He's so happy, though. He just, he's crying. Yeah. He, this is... And and he gives credit to the trio for what they did. It wouldn't have been possible because of them yeah, without they them. They hadn't cleared his name the previous year, and now he's all. Is, I mean, he you can't really that, go back in time and get his yeah magical. But this is what he lo- he loves education. But yeah, creatures. You know, he's got a, a a kinship with them, and and this is everything he said. It's everything he's ever wanted, and he's con- going to continue to keep his other duties too. Yes. Double the work. Mm-hmm. It's always double the work. He's fine with it. He can handle it. And then what I put at my last note here was that despite all the drama, <laughs> we got all a maniac on the loose. We've got Dementors uh, swirling around Hogwarts, sucking, sucking out souls. We got Malfoy back in his face. We got apparently rabid dogs hunting him before he got <laughs> on the, the night bus. At the very last line says. Harry felt like he was home at last. <laughs> he and he and he looks back and he goes, "Still better than living with the Dursleys." Yep, that's exactly what he said. Yep, everything, all things considered, could be worse. Could be worse. It it could, could be home. Could with be at Dursleys. home with the Dursleys. Uh, any other notes or comments about Chapter Five of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Um, no. I, I know we usually compare it to the movie. That's obviously had to have been much more condensed mm-hmm. in the movie, but I think the main things are there. Um, the whole scene with McGonagall doesn't happen. 
Yeah, that's something that could easily be dealt with later. Sliced out. Yeah. It was probably in the script. They probably put everything in the script, and they said, no, 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 no. You can't make it an eight-hour movie, guys. This is not Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Which just came out, for those of you who are listening like, to this way like, in the What future. is Avengers Endgame? Oh, that old movie. Oh, remember that old movie, Return of the Jedi? <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for us, uh, Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Mm-hmm. Um. We have to do, we did our shout out, Kelly. I have to do another shout out, Uh apparently, to Miss De Silva's fifth grade class because she, I I still haven't figured out why it came up in class, but Miley told me that uh, Miss De Silva told them about the Broomsticks and Butterbeer podcast that Mm -hmm. I do, and she was listening. So we picked up any listeners from Miss De Silva's fifth grade class. Hi. That's pretty amazing. I like that. Um, we try to keep this show very PG mm-hmm. because we know we have young, impressionable people listening. <laughs> and um, we do a pretty good job of that, mm-hmm. I, I think. Miley thinks we're funny. Uh, I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's going to do it for us. Uh, so we will be back. If you're listening to it, this if this is coming uh, coming out like on your on your feed right now, we will be back very soon. We're gonna oh. get we're gonna get back in the groove. The groove, and we're gonna do one before I go to New York. Yes, let's say yes. Okay, and then probably another one in Metropolis. Yes. All right, let's, yeah. Let's say we got yes. a lot on the books then. And then uh, yeah, I think uh, we're gonna get back in the now that I'm not. Uh, suffering from the flu now that I'm just dealing with awful allergies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I probably sound like I'm like uh, uh, holding my nose while I'm talking during this Mm -hmm. I don't sound like super nasally no okay I feel super nasally but uh, we'll be back sooner rather than later with another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer thank you everybody for downloading subscribing and listening and spreading the word Uh, you can send us emails broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com and we will answer your email and talk about it and give you a shout out on the show so if you want to plug your twitter or something like that we'll even do that for you and uh, you can subscribe on any podcast platform and uh, we're on twitter now Woo. I got a twitter for us oh yeah I think I, I think I did know that it's um it's at broomsticks b broomsticks and the letter b they don't let you do like a super long Twitter handle. Yeah. So it's at Broomsticks B. No spaces, no underscores, nothing like that. You don't have to capitalize it. You can just it. You can you can. You don't have to. But if you want to uh, send us comments or questions on Twitter as well as Facebook and email, you can do that too. And we will uh, try to corral some followers to the Twitter. The Twitter. Account. So until next time, I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye.